Hey guys, this is your host, Francisco Weinheimer, and welcome back to the Hikers Anonymous podcast. On this podcast, I help share people's inspirational stories about how hiking, backpacking, and the outdoors changed their lives. If you have an inspirational story about how the outdoors positively impacted your life, please send a short synopsis to hikeoregon at hikeoregon.net and put in the subject line podcast guest. Today, I'm talking with Ricky, who was horribly abused by her father and she spent much of her childhood fearing for her life. Due to this constant state of terror, Ricky became severely depressed and began overeating. She became morbidly obese, the weight a physical manifestation of the emotional load that she shouldered, and eventually she turned to drinking. At the age of 21, Ricky moved to Oregon, and a few years later her sister joined her and was her saving grace. To hear more about Ricky's incredible journey, keep listening. Uh, I just want to hear about your story and your growing up, your childhood, and kind of how it all began. Yeah, so I kind of had a rough start. Um, I was born on like December 21st, 1990. And a week before that, my biological father died of a heart attack. Oh, wow. Okay, and then two years passed. My biological mom, who was diagnosed with schizophrenia, killed herself. Oh, wow. Uh-huh, so I was kind of an orphan by the age of two. Wow. Uh-huh. And then what happened is my uncle, so my biological father's brother, mm-hmm. adopted my sister and I. Mm-hmm. So I'm fortunate that I got to stay with my sister. I kind of was raised out in northwestern New Mexico. Oh, wow. Yeah, and a double wide, like out in the boonies. I guess since you kind of lived out in the middle of nowhere, was there nature that you went and explored as a kid and stuff like that? You spent a lot of time outdoors? Yes. Yeah. So um, something about New Mexico is the monsoon season. Mm -hmm. So like during August, the rains will come and I lived along a dirt road. Mm -hmm. It makes everything muddy, like super muddy and almost like river muddy. Right. So you're not driving anywhere during that time. (laughs) No. (laughs) And if you are, you're slipping and sliding and sometimes getting stuck. Oh gosh. Okay. Okay. So as a kid, you went and played out in the mud and mm-hmm. had a lot of fun and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, lots of bare feet, yeah. running through the mud, running Amazing. over the hot sand. Yeah. Um, yeah, we had a little grove of like these trees called Russian olives. Okay. And they smell really musky and they're kind of a shrubby tree. Mm-hmm. Do you know about them? I've, I've probably seen them down there, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah, they're really sharp thorns. Oh, gosh. So we had like a little grove we can kind of go into. Yeah. And It was my job to like catch crickets for the salamander that we had as a pet. Nice, nice. Are you and your sister close? Yes. Yeah. What kind of transpired in your life that um, kind of led you to discovering hiking? Okay, I would say um, I did Girl Scouts whenever I was younger. Mm -hmm. Um, I was kind of like a morose kid. I had like emotional problems so mm-hmm. I never really enjoyed hiking whenever I was younger I was yeah. just like oh this sucks and then so after that um I went I grew up and you know sort of became obese more blue obese mm-hmm. because of my like ish- emotional issues mm-hmm. um and I didn't really do much movement because I got really into like studying mm-hmm. and um reading and writing and doing good in school yeah and then um 
one day I came home from, I went to school in Albuquerque, New Mexico, which is three hours away from where I grew up. Mm-hmm. And one day I came home um, for like a visit and my younger sisters and I, I have three younger sisters, mm-hmm. um, including my older sister who is adopted with me. Okay. So my three younger sisters and I went on a walk along a canal um, and then Jessica, my just younger than me sister, mm-hmm. um, she was very pregnant at the time. We were walking along the canal and it was kind of like a four-wheeler track. Mm-hmm. And she decided to go up this like really steep hill to the side that oh, like, led to the top okay. of a mesa. Yeah, and she ran up it. And <laughs> she was <yeah>. pregnant. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, and so I saw her do that and I was inspired Mm -hmm. and I was like, if she can do that, like super pregnant, I can do it. I was like 200 and maybe 60 pounds. Oh wow. Yeah. So, but I did it. I got up to the top of the hill and once I was at the top of the hill, I felt like I want to keep doing this. And that was the beginning of my love for hiking. That's amazing. So you moved to Oregon when you were 21. Um, What brought you to Oregon? What originally brought me to Oregon was a suggestion by one of my college friends. Mm-hmm. Um, she said that she was going to go to school here. Okay. I should go to Oregon, and I had nothing going for me, so I was like, oh, okay. Okay. So you just decided to up and move? Because mm-hmm. Oregon is so different than, <laughs> obviously, New Mexico. What did you initially think about it, and what did you love? Well, I got here um, during the fall. Mm-hmm. And what I loved about it was the colors and the trees. Yeah. In New Mexico, fall is like a two-week season where everything just turns brown and then the wind comes and rips and, the leaves. Okay, yeah, yeah. How has the outdoors kind of shaped you as a, as a person? And um, I guess, did you start, when you moved here, did you kind of start um, hiking regularly? Or how did you get into hiking here in Oregon? Okay, I would say I didn't start hiking regularly whenever I first got here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like yourself and a lot of people, I kind of had addiction issues. Mm-hmm. So um, drinking kind of took up more of my spare time than hiking did. Yeah. I think that as time went on, I lived up here and I grew older. Mm-hmm. Um, I worked at a goat farm and that was kind of the beginning mm-hmm. of Very my, cool. yeah. I just met some people there who were like yeah. really into the outdoors right? and showed me, you know, this is how you harvest nettles, this is how you harvest huckleberries, this is how you find chanterelles. Amazing. And so just kind of meeting new people as I lived here, it yeah. sort of just took, like, took me away. Yeah, yeah. Kind of shifted from that drinking lifestyle more into nature, living with the outdoors, being one with, with nature and kind of doing that. Yeah. Very cool. Through that, you kind of discovered local hikes and stuff like that. Is there like something specific that kind of got you really into hiking? Yeah, I would say during that goat farm time, I kind of I dated a man for a while, and his name was Dan, mm-hmm. and he's the one who really kind of broadened my horizons in terms of hiking. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd been to you know Spencer's View, of course, and I'd been to Mount Pisgah. Yeah. But he kind of took me out to like Blair Lake area, nice. and he just we went out a lot. Yeah, and that's kind of how my eyes became open to the like, beauty that's around here. Mm-hmm. Very cool. What's one of your favorite hikes? Um, I would say 
One of my favorite hikes that I've done is... I really like a lot of hikes. It's hard for me I to know, I know. <laughs> I personally hate when people ask me that question, but... <laughs> I don't know. I think I like different ones for different reasons. Right, right, know? yeah. What's one that stands out um, particularly, like, I guess, emotionally? Okay. Um, well, this one's kind of crazy. Um, I do spend some time outside mm -hmm. by myself mm -hmm. um, just because I'm kind of like, I like to self-reflect and stuff. Yeah. So during the, do you remember the solar eclipse? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, during that time, I went out to where uh, an area I'd been before that Dan and I had actually camped mm -hmm. at. It's called Marie Lake mm -hmm. um, in the Diamond Peak Wilderness. Yep. yep. And so I drove out and I um, walked up to Marie Lake mm -hmm. And everyone else was doing these like big gatherings and wearing their stupid glasses. And right. I was like, whatever, I'm going to go have a spiritual experience. Yeah. <laughs> and so I went out to Marie Lake and I, um, no one was there. Mm -hmm. And I was sitting at the lake just sort of writing my observations. Mm -hmm. And I felt the shift, you know, the sun kind of growing dimmer and the birds sort of started calling mm -hmm. because it was getting dark. And right. Like, they thought it was dusk <laughs> in the middle of the day. Yeah, and so I kind of waded out into Marie Lake because I really like cold water too. Yeah. So I waded out into Marie Lake and kind of felt the temperature get colder mm -hmm. and everything just like. Shh. So that was one of my favorite experiences. Oh, that's neat. Uh, I wasn't like in the full eclipse range, right? Though, so I right. kind of missed out on that, you know. But you, I, because I was in town, so I didn't get that either. But I still felt like there was this moment yeah. of just, just like stillness. Like what is happening? It was cool. It was cool. I can't imagine having experienced like the full darkness eclipse. I think that would have been really neat, but yeah. maybe next time. Yeah, definitely. So I guess what are some lessons that you've learned through being in the outdoors and experiencing hiking and backpacking? Mm -hmm. um, I think the biggest lesson is to like perseverance um, and that's emotionally and physically. Mm -hmm. So when you're out in the outdoors and you're going through like pain, you know, physical pain and you're feeling uncertainty because you don't know where you're at and you've never been in this area before. Mm -hmm. I think it's important to keep moving um, through those emotions and rather than letting them kind of paralyze you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I like that. Oh, I guess something I guess I wanted to ask is how did you lose all of the weight? Was it through hiking or just in general, just being more active? Yeah, I would say it's through hiking mm -hmm. mainly. Um, also, uh, I started smoking cigarettes. Okay. Which calls <laughs> the appetite. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not all like light and love over here, you know. <laughs> hey, whatever works. <laughs> I'm not condoning smoking cigarettes, but I'm just saying it did help. Yeah, yeah. And I guess um, you weren't binge drinking as much also probably right yeah yeah so that helps yeah <laughs> I think a lot of people don't necessarily start hiking as like a health journey but they like find that it really helps with their health journey and then they really get inspired and they continue doing it and they're like wow I feel stronger mentally and physically and like I'm losing weight I'm getting more fit and it's like all around this like amazing experience I guess yeah yeah of just yeah. like um, noticing how it makes you feel mm -hmm. and like wanting to feel that way again I think a lot of us with 
addiction pasts kind of experience that when we first discover hiking is like that like initial oh my goodness this is so epic and then we like have to do it over and over and over again again addiction issues (laughs) but hey hiking is a healthy addiction right or so they say but yes (laughs) right (laughs) we'll just keep telling ourselves that that's why it's called hikers anonymous because we all need it this is the uh, safe space to talk about our hiking addiction i just can't stop hiking I can't stop hiking. (laughs) It's sunny out. I need to go outside. I need to go on a hike. Really? That's truly, especially in the Pacific Northwest, though, that's, like, I feel like how all of us are. We're, like, we see the sun in the morning, and then we're, like, where can I, like, how many hours do I have? Where can I go hiking to, like, I don't know. It just becomes this, like, almost feeling of desperation, Mm -hmm. you know, like, I gotta go. I gotta get out there. Especially when you check the this time of year. It's February. If you're listening to this later, it's February. So like this time of year, I especially feel that because I look at the weather and it's like I'm not seeing any sunny days for like another, you know, week or ten days. And then you get a sunny day and you're like, I'm dropping everything and I'm going out because you don't know when you're going to have another nice day. Oh, it's it's yeah. hard sometimes. And then you get out there and you're like smelling all the smells and hearing the birds and the fresh air. It's and you're incredible. like, yeah. You're like reinvigorated. Yeah, totally. I love that feeling. <laughs> and when you haven't had that for a while, it's like I start feeling very down. And like sometimes... You know, I haven't gone hiking for like a week or 10 days and I'm like really down and I'm wondering why am I feeling this way? And then I'm like, oh, I haven't been on a hike in 10 days. That's probably why, you know, and I go get my fix. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Sometimes you just don't, you don't realize like how much you need it. It doesn't cost any money. Yeah. Besides the gas to get there, it is one of the cheapest addictions you can have (laughs) i oftentimes feel bad about you know thinking about inner city people and like people who don't have access Mm. to nature and i just i think about that i'm like oh i feel so sad for like oh yeah i feel lucky for myself but also sad super super lucky yeah if you think about like people that you know live in new york or grow up in new york or something like that chicago there isn't really anything near there, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, good point. <laughs> I mean, you you might have some trees and stuff at, like, parks, but it's definitely not the same yeah. as, I mean, we have it so easy. We can, even if you just go to Spencer's Butte, it's, what, 10 minutes from downtown, 15 minutes from downtown, and you're, you feel like you're out, you know, way out of town, which is so... So incredible. What is currently one of your favorite things about hiking? I would say currently I'm working on identifying plants Ah. and, you know, what's edible. Yes. Taking pictures of flowers. What is this flower called? What is this flower called? Oh, and the flower season's coming up, so that's going to be really fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
mushrooms, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I just like to kind of learn mm -hmm. about it, mm -hmm. kind of like dissect it and name things and even awesome. learn about like what's going on inside of the plants. Mm, very cool. Okay. Oh, how fun. So have you gone uh, mushroom hunting a lot this, like, this past fall and winter? I went only one time mm -hmm. this um, fall, and it was actually a good trip. Yeah. Um, the mushrooms were late this year. Yeah. But um, I did find some kind of lower than I normally find them. Okay. And yeah, I just kind of came upon this like beautiful cluster that was like, it looked like a diamond on the forest floor. There was like, I was I was one corner of the diamond, and then there was like three clusters of chanterelles. Oh wow! Big old clusters <gasps> kind of popping up and. Amazing. Oh, very cool. Very cool. Fiddlehead ferns are coming up soon. Yes. Are you going to be harvesting? Well, I might. I've yeah. tried them one time. Okay. Um, I heard you can steam them, and they're kind of like broccoli-ish. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. They're, for me, they were kind of, they were fi like fibery asparagus. Oh, okay. Asparagus. Okay, interesting. Yeah. But they were, okay. yeah, they were pretty good. Cool. How fun. And then, yeah, fl wildflowers will be coming up, so that'll be... You can eat a shooting star. Oh, I didn't know that. Nice. Are they, I'm assuming they're sweet? Mm, they're kind of like beet, like stringent. Oh. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. You can eat pilots. Yep, I knew that. Yep, yep. Have you tried one? I have, yes. Yeah. They're good on salad. Really good on salad. Yeah. Oh, fun. And then after that is berries, berry season. Mm -hmm. That's always great. Huckleberries and mm -hmm. salmon berries. Is there like a specific book or app or something that you use to yes. identify? Yeah. Um, I think my sister actually bought me a book because uh, nice. she moved to Oregon with me after I moved here. So we've been doing a lot of outdoor adventures Amazing. together. Yeah. And I'm really happy about that. Yeah. And so she bought me a book because she's a very supportive sister. And it's like Northwest Foraging, and I'm... Yes, I have that one, too. It's a great one. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to remember the author, though. I don't know. <laughs> Couldn't tell you. <laughs> but, yeah, there's okay. a lot of, like, good illustrations. Mm -hmm. and nice. And it's not super thick. I like books that you can take with you on the hike, because I know I have a plant book um, that's, like you know, has all glossy pages, so it's super heavy, and it's like this thick, so it's like, you're not taking that with you on a hike. Um, you're gonna take a picture of the plant and identify it later. Mm -hmm. But what yeah, the, the foraging book is small enough that you can take with you, which is cool. Okay, is there a message that you would like to share with listeners? Like, could be anything from like, inspirational quote, or a specific place they should visit or tip on how to get started in the outdoors or anything really um, well I think I think I would just go back to you know perseverance like just keep going um, whether you're going through a hard time emotionally or a hard time physically you know just try and move through the emotions I know it's not always possible but mm -hmm. I think I've kind of coming from my you know rough past into a you know, very happy present. Mm -hmm. I would say that I'm really glad that I have continued, you know, through everything I've been through. Yeah. And so that's important, whether you're on the trail or just living life. That's very true. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, the trail can um, definitely 
like it's very healing too, you know, and if you just keep moving forward, whether it be on the trail or in life, it, it's very, it's a healing process for sure. Yeah. yeah, it's like you can find serenity out in the woods, you know, oh, yeah. away from the noise of civilization. Yeah, and everyday life. <laughs> What's an adventure that you're looking forward to this year? Um, well, coming up shortly, I should be going on a trip to Potato Hill with mm -hmm. a local club called Obsidians. Very cool. And so I'm excited to do more snow sports because mm -hmm. I bought some snowshoes and I don't get to use them as often as I like. Yeah. So. Any summer adventures that you have planned? Like backpacking or uh, anything like that? I don't think so. No, not necessarily. Um, not I, yet, at least. Yeah. yeah. I would hope to. I just like, I get caught up with like working and being busy, so. Right, right, right. Yeah. I don't backpack that much. I've only been on two. Oh, okay. okay. What about you? Do, what do I have planned this summer? Um, a few backpacking trips. I'd like to go back to the Wallawas. Um, and then just more local stuff. Local, by local I mean like, uh, you know, Cascades and Bend area, that kind of stuff. So just a few short trips. Um, I would also like to do Yoakum Ridge on Mount Hood. Um, mm. So I'm excited about that. I was hoping to do that last year, but did some other stuff instead. So Yoakum Ridge is still on the list. And then same with Table Lake in the Jefferson Wilderness. So mm -hmm. super excited about those. And those will be just be like one or two nighters, so short trips. Mm -hmm. And then the Wallawas will be a little bit longer because so far away so you gotta kind of make that worthwhile well yeah I kind of envision you know like I fantasize about like just leaving every week on my two days off and mm -hmm. you know going on short backpacking yeah. trips but it's like is that gonna happen make it happen okay. <laughs> thanks <laughs> I mean well and that's the thing you don't have to go every weekend you know because honestly that does get overwhelming having done it personally because you're gone basically like let's say you leave on on your Friday after work and then you're gone for two whole days and you come back and you have to work another week that's exhausting if you do that every weekend so that's good advice <laughs> I mean as someone who's definitely don't overdo it because that's easy to do especially with us in the Pacific Northwest like we were talking about earlier with the Sun in the summer it almost feels like this panic like I gotta get out every weekend or else I'm going to miss the summer, right? Because summer is short. It's spring, snow is melting, then we have a few weeks of no wildfires, then we have smoke, and then it's fall, right? So it's like, it's, a, it's this panic feeling of, i got to get out there and experience everything. But, I mean, you don't, because generally it's going to, I mean, unless it burns down, it'll be there next year, you know? So it's like... You don't have to do everything yeah. <laughs> in one season. Maybe I could plan one or two then and like... Exactly, kind of yeah. And then fit it in when you can, yeah. Yeah, that's great advice, thanks. Yeah. And it sounds like you have weekdays off, so that's easier with the permits for, for Central Oregon. Mm -hmm. um, that's what I found with... Um, I did a loop near um, Mink Lake. Like I started at Elk Lake Trailhead. Um, along the Cascade Lakes Highway, and then I went along the PCT, and then went over to Mink Lake, and then over to Horse Lake. Like, there's a bunch of little lakes in that area, and you can make loops and stuff like that, and it was really easy to get a permit midweek. So, that's 
good. <laughs> yeah, I have something going on in my favor. Yes, for sure, for sure. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast, Ricky. It was great to have you. Yeah, you too. Yeah, thank uh-huh. you. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Again, if you have an inspirational story about how the outdoors positively impacted your life, please send a short synopsis to hikeoregon at hikeoregon.net and put in the subject line podcast guest. Thank you so much for listening. Stay safe and happy trails.